I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football Social Daily, the Premier League podcast. This is Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast from Sports Social. Tomorrow, we've got former Tottenham and Wigan man Pascal Chimbonda on the show. From humble beginnings in the Caribbean to the Premier League team of the year, representing France at a World Cup and being part of the last Spurs side to win a trophy. Hit subscribe and that way you won't miss our chat with Chimbonda. Oh, and you'll also find out why he always wore gloves and tights whilst playing as well. I know everyone wants to know the answer to that question. But on today's show, we look back at what's been a woeful week at Leicester City. In the space of seven days, the Foxes have been dumped out of the FA Cup by a championship side. And at the weekend, they were beaten by then bottom of the table Southampton. Just a couple of points above the relegation zone are Leicester City in a Premier League fight for survival. After two fifth-place finishes, European adventures and an FA Cup win, is Brendan Rodgers running out of credit with the Foxes fan base? My name's Niall, and joining me to give us a better indication of what the fans really are feeling on Filbert Way from the brilliant It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy podcast, which of course is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, Mark Manderfield. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Football aside, things uh, things are okay. Been a bit of a rough week though, like you were saying there. Yeah, the last seven days haven't exactly been ideal for Leicester City. We were just saying before we started recording, it seems that when things are going badly at a club, they're going really badly. Uh, Leicester's women's team aren't doing great. The under-21s aren't doing great, but it's the first team we're going to focus on here and now. How do the Leicester fans see the season so far? I imagine they're quite disappointed, right? Yeah, I think it'd be fair to say most of the fans would see it as a... It's a total disaster so far. And that's not about Leicester having had success in the last few years and everyone now thinking that we're better than we are. The, the reality is that with the squad that we've got and the, the quality of players in that side, a, a manager on £10 million a year as well, third highest in the Premier League, we, we expect slightly better than that. So if we were mid-table, there probably wouldn't be half the grumbles that we are, but we're very much in trouble at the moment. What are the main factors for the disappointment then? Is it that you do have good players, you have quality players at Leicester and have had over the last few seasons and yet, much like West Ham, you're down in the bottom reaches of the table when probably you shouldn't be? 
Yeah, I think so. I think uh, if if we look at it, the the recruitment in the summer was non-existent, which was a real problem for us. Uh, but that was based on poor recruitment that we'd done previously. We don't have the endless pots of cash, but we've never been that type of club anyway. We've been a club that has sold well, uh, bought well on top of that. And we haven't done that in recent seasons. We're not bought well. Even the players we've bought in in January, you're looking at them now thinking, you know, are these championship players? And that would be a bit of a worry for us. When did that change then? Because you're right. I think there's been a perception in the Premier League over the last few years that Leicester have been a good club in terms of their recruitment and the players they've brought in. You think of someone like Yuri Tielemans who came in and did really well, Wesley Fofana, another one who's come in and, and moved on. But then you go back a year, signings like Yannick Vestergaard, and you're starting to wonder where that fits into the strategy. So so where has it gone wrong in terms of the recruitment, do you think? Yeah, it was that it was that summer in particular, actually. The Yannick Vestergaard, probably Patsandaka and Samare all coming in in the uh, the, the summer before last and I think they were Brendan Rogers signings rather than the, the recruitment team he overrid them and um, for Ryan Bertrand and Yannick Vestergaard that, that we know of and um, and that sort of moved us away from our, our current plan that we'd had before that that had worked so well so really frustrating from that side but it, what that meant was that due to financial fair play we couldn't strengthen the way that we wanted to this summer that's just gone and we only actually signed Fout Fast um, on transfer deadline day so that that is certainly an element, but it's not it's not all where where all of the problem lies for sure. Where do you think some of the other issues are cropping up? Uh, I think you look at the players first and foremost. I would do that before before I come on to the manager. And you know, a lot of Leicester fans have a really strong opinion on Brendan Rodgers at the moment, and, I, and I'll come on to that. But um, the players are not playing well enough. You've got players that are out of form. So James Madison aside, really no one else has been been really good enough. So even someone like Harvey Barnes, who we thought was really going to kick on the last couple of seasons. And at, to, to an outsider, Harvey Barnes is a great player because he scores goals, he gets assists, but he doesn't do enough in games. I think that is a, a real frustration for us. Comes back to the, the manager as well. You know, I saw recent polls on Twitter, around 90% of the Leicester fan base now saying that it's time for a change, which again, outside of the club, people will be saying Brendan Rodgers is, is a top manager and he's done some brilliant things for us. The FA Cup win, we'll never forget. The two top five finishes were were real high points as well. Uh, but But possibly now the time is right for change. I think you're right when you say that from the outside, the neutral perspective is why do Leicester fans want to see the back of Brendan Rodgers, if that is the fan opinion, like you say. So just tell us exactly why that might be. Why is it that the fans are getting a little bit frustrated with Rodgers at the moment? Um, I think there's a there's a bit of a personality clash there, if, as much as anything else at the moment. You know, the fans will see a game of football and, and have their opinion on how that game of football has gone. And Brendan will come out to the media and say that, you know, we've played well when we've been beaten. Uh, and really, we haven't played well. You know, we've not had a shot on target for three games now. Uh, you can't be playing well if you're not having shots on target. You know, James Madison came out yesterday and said that, you know, we'll be fine if we play like we did against Southampton. But the reality was we we lost that game. So I think there's frustration there in terms of we're not getting we're not getting the, the real honesty that we, we would want. The recruitment that he's done, we've already touched on that, um, will we'll be a bit of a challenge to him as well in terms of is the, is there trust there from Leicester City fans to Brendan Rodgers going forward uh, to replace the squad because a lot of the squad will be off this summer and we need someone that's not going to waste our, our opportunity to rebuild. Um, and he's, he's been speaking about this rebuild for, for a long time. Um, and I just wonder if he wants to be there. You know, he's getting paid £10 million a year, as I, as I said at the beginning of the show. 
And um, I think if you offered him that £10 million up front, he'd have cut and run a long time ago. He looks like a man that doesn't particularly want to be in Leicester anymore. The thing that will always get aimed at Leicester fans is because of the success we've had recently that we've got we've got above our station. We never expected to be challenging for the Champions League, but the players that we had were good enough to play in the Champions League at that stage or nearly good enough, nearly qualified. These are the same players now that he can't motivate to go out and beat Blackburn or bottom of the table Southampton. So there is the frustration. I can't tell you how frustrated the majority of the fans are now. We're, we're at a stage, and I know the question always comes back to, who would you have instead of him? The question now for a lot of the fans is, who wouldn't you have instead of him? That's really interesting that you say that. And I know team selection has been an issue for some Leicester supporters. You think back to the Blackburn game a week ago in the FA Cup and some of the mistakes that were being made there. Amate had a bad day at the office. Sumare wasn't exactly great on the night either. And you end up going out to a championship side. And yet... You know, you see the team against Southampton and the manager picks some of the same players, whether that's a chance for them to put it right or whether that's an error in judgment. I guess you can see it two different ways, but is that part of it as well, do you think? Yeah, some of the players that played against Blackburn should never be in a Leicester City side with, with no disrespect to them. But how Daniel Amati gets picked over Chaglar Siunchu, um, I will never, ever know. You know, Siunchu's played one game all season. Um, and he's going to go to Atletico Madrid at the end of the season on a free transfer, and we can expect him to go and rip it up there. So what whatever's happened as part of their working relationship, Rogers and Siunchu, that's a bizarre one. You've got players like Luke Thomas. I don't like calling him out. He's a local lad, but he's not of the quality that we would need to um, to, to be successful at this level, and, and that is a worry. But then you bring in players in that came in the last game. Castagna, he's had a poor season. Vout fast after a good start and started to to look a bit shaky as well. We're just out of form and out of sorts all over the pitch. And I saw a, a little stat earlier around how many points we've picked up since the World Cup break. We've picked seven points up. That puts us eighth out of the bottom nine teams for the amount of points that we've picked up since uh, the, the since the league resumed. That's a real, real worry for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are the fans under no illusions that they are in a relegation scrap this year, Leicester? Is that how it feels? 100%. It's that the fans know that. Um, I think the outside world is catching up to that a little bit now. I think everyone's looked at it and said, you know, you're three, four points clear. You've got winnable games coming up. Games like Southampton. But we're sleepwalking into relegation, I think, at the moment with the narrative that we'll be good enough and we'll be okay. 
without proving it. And that is a real, real concern for us. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be a very Leicester thing to go out and beat Chelsea at the weekend and then get beat by Brentford the week after. Uh, so we can all look forward to that one. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier that James Madison's had a bit of a snap back to one of the journalists on social media. And he says that he thinks Leicester played well enough to beat Southampton. They did have a lot of chances. Ianacho missed a hat full of chances, really. But are those the sorts of moments in a season which start to make supporters fear a little bit? Because... It's all well and good saying what Madison said, as you mentioned before, but you have to do the business on the pitch and it wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been nowhere near good enough in quite a few games. Of course, you should go to Southampton and look to beat them, you know, because of where they, they are in the table. The fact that we didn't and, and, you know, it might come good on a different day isn't good enough for us. So we'll be looking at this now. We've beaten one side in the top 10 all season. That was Tottenham Hotspur. We were beating the sides around us, but now we're not beating the sides around us. The, the, you know, nine to one for us to get relegated, I think it is still. Um, or, or that might have been for Rogers to be the next manager out, either or. Those odds are, are, are pretty tasty because I would, I'd suggest that we're in, we're banging trouble. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned some of the games, some really tough games to close out the season. You think the last four or the last five, even from the start of May, are Everton, Fulham, Liverpool, Newcastle, and West Ham. I guess from a Fox's perspective, you do not want to be leaving it to that stage of the season because, you know, West Ham, you imagine if they don't get themselves out of trouble, that'll be close. Everton are going to be down there. And then Liverpool and Newcastle are two sides fighting for Champions League football. So you look at the games between now and the end of the season, there's some tough ones in there. Yeah, you look at it as well. And I watched Everton against uh, Forest over the weekend and both sides look really hungry and really out to prove a point that they're not just going to roll over and, and go down without fight without a fight. I think Leicester are soft. Uh, I think, you know, moments in games, there was a, a tackle on Castagna at the weekend where any other club surrounds the referee at that point, not saying that's the right thing to do. That passion and that desire for the badge, I think Leicester fans need to see that from, from the players uh, and they need to see it quick. Um, so I, I, I'm not looking at any of those fixtures thinking that they'll be three points, you can list it all, all down. And no context is everything in these situations because, you know, no one expects us to beat Spurs or Aston Villa and, and we did. But the way it looks at the minute, you're looking down the fixture list wondering where the next win's going to come from. And we've got 24 points in 25 games. We probably need another 15 points to stay up. Five more wins. I don't know where they're coming from. I am entirely worried <laughs> by the situation. Go back to the Spurs game, as you say, good performance, good win, score four goals. That must be so annoying as a supporter to see that sort of performance against a top four chasing team with quality players, go and beat them convincingly. And then the next game, that level just isn't there. I mean, that that level is in these players and that's where the frustration really, really lies. You know, we can compete with the best teams in the country on our day without a shadow of a doubt. The big difference in that game was having James Madison fit. Um, and, you know, it's, it's so lazy to say, we're a one-man team because we're not, but we're getting there. You know, the way, the way that we used to be with Jamie Vardy and Mares and rely on those back in the day, we've really relied on James Madison. And in that game, he was unbelievable. Um, I think he, he, did he score one? I think he got the first one, didn't he, against against Spurs. And uh, Ian Acho was on form compared to how he played on Saturday as well. Harvey Barnes played really well. And we looked like we had a real attacking threat. And in the three games since then, we, ha- we just haven't proved any attacking threat at all. Madison's been really key. You mentioned him there. You mentioned earlier on in the show that you think that there might need to be a rebuild at the club in the summer. Are you resigned to the fact that Madison might be on his way in the summer? Do you think this is his last few months at Leicester City? Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. And I don't think any real Leicester fans can begrudge him that either because it's it's almost like having a girlfriend that's way too good looking for you, isn't it? That's, that's the way it is. You know, we, we get to a stage now where the, the kind thing really for him, for his future, is he's 26 years of age. His peak is, is now. I just don't want to, I want him to go to a big club. I don't want him to go to a Newcastle. No offence to Newcastle. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see him at Man City or, or Liverpool or Man United, one of the true big clubs in the country. And if we could get 60 million for him with 12, 12 months left on his contract, I think it'd be a good deal all round. In terms of the summer then, Mark, what would you like to see? You've mentioned that maybe a rebuild is on the cards. You mentioned maybe some personnel changes. What would you personally like to see from the club in the summer? I think we need a new manager. I'm going to be really uh, honest around that. You know, my, my personal view is that the time is, is right for change. Uh, I, you know, I know Burnley are going to get promoted, but I would love someone like Vincent Company, who has got a philosophy that obviously runs through a football club. And I think we need reconnecting a little bit at the moment. I think there's a lot of individuals. So someone that can bring a bit of a plan back together. The way that Nigel Pearson did all those years ago when we went down to League One, really connect the club to the fans, to the players. And But we need to be really smart in our business. We need a goalkeeper without a shadow of a doubt because uh, the goalkeeper's not good enough. Uh, and that is a real problem for you if you don't have confidence in him. Uh, and we, we need players in every key position as well, including probably a striker. Well, Mark, it's been great to talk to you, mate. appreciate you giving up your time. Tell us about the podcast. It's 11. It's heaven for Jamie Vardy. A bit of iconic Martin Tyler commentary, I think, where the name comes from. Yeah, it was. I mean, we've, it's just me and four of my mates, really. Um, three of them are Leicester fans and one's an Aston Villa fan. Uh, so we'll, we allow him on anyway. And <laughs> normally we have a bit of... Uh, we have a bit of bragging rights over him, but not so much in the in the recent times. But we've done nearly seventy episodes now. Uh, it's, it's on Spotify, on all of the podcast ch- podcast channels, and we have ex pros on. Um, you know, people like Steve Guppy, Pontus Camark, and um, Steve Walsh, people like that, real sort of legends of, of the club. So yeah, give it a listen. Yeah, absolutely, do that. Don't forget, it's part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, and as Mark says, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. If you are a Leicester fan, go and check it out. It's eleven. It's heaven. For Jamie Vardy, let's hope there is a little bit more fortune for Leicester and Jamie Vardy in the coming months. Mark, great to speak to you, mate. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you. Hit subscribe to Football Social Daily as well, because tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier, we'll be speaking to former Tottenham, Wigan and Blackburn man Pascal Chimbonda. He's got some really cracking stories, including the time he was on the bench when Zinedine Zidane headbutted Matarazzi in the 2006 World Cup final. Didn't even know he was there, but Pascal was coming up with these little gems, so make sure you don't miss it. But from myself and Mark today, that's it, and we'll catch you next time on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily is a voice-work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.